You're listening to the Whoopi Chicken Podcast Show. Play, 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 play. Ha! It's a podcast where we wear nose and glasses and it's made by Athena and her dad. They're comedians. It's the Whoopi Chicken Podcast. Whoopi Chicken Podcast. Whoopi Chicken Podcast Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. girls and boys, uh-huh. kids of all ages. Oh yeah. Welcome to the Whoopi Chicken Podcast. She is Whoopi Chicken Podcast. Whoopi Chicken Podcast. Whoopi Chicken Podcast. My name is Athena. And with me, as always, is Daddy. Hello, I'm the dad, the father figure, Ivan. I'm the host of the Whoopi Chicken Podcast show, and Daddy is my sidekick. Oh. He's also the band. Oh, the band. And the sound effects guy. Oh, the sound effects. Oops. Whoop. Oh. Oh. What happened? I don't know. I think you scared the drums. you're gonna let me go on with that oh i thought you were gonna like, signal me when you were done but oh i'm never done during the show we play a bunch of yeah during the show we play a bunch of, of musical instruments. oh okay some of them daddy made himself and a bunch of other stuff oops <clears throat> ow oh. we we have a great show for you tonight. Oh, yeah, we have a great show for you tonight. But first... But first... Hey, Daddy, y- what are we doing now? Oh, what are we doing now? Athena. Yeah, what? I'm going to tell the joke. Oh, no. My dog... Yeah? ...has no nose. How does he smell? Terrible. <laughs> Okay, uh, don't we sing a song after we tell a joke? Oh, we do? Oh, that's right. If you're still listening, you're braver than I am. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so what are we uh, doing today? Yeah. It's part three of the Rocky Burns Strange Weather mm-hmm. Special. So all of our irregular listeners know what's going on here. This is a special presentation, a break from the usual format. Mm-hmm. Last time on episode sixty, we presented part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what was before that? What part one? Mm. And next time, you know what we're gonna do? What? Who knows? Oh, we don't yeah, know right. because knows? this is the last and final installment of the Rocky Burns Strange Weather Special. So, if you're not an irregular listener mm-hmm. and this is your first time listening to the Whoopi Chicken Podcast Show, you might mm-hmm. want to go back and start with episode 58. Mm-hmm. That's called Little Chocolate Donuts. That's where we premiered our hit song, Little Chocolate Donuts. Video mm-hmm. available on mm-hmm. YouTube, also, mm-hmm. just so you know. Mm-hmm. And there you can get a flavor for the mm-hmm. usual format of the show. 
<laughs> but if you are an irregular listener and you missed the first two installments of the Rocky Burns Strange Weather Special, well, then you got to go back and start with episode 59 and then 60, because that's mm-hmm. parts one and two. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning of the story where we introduced all the characters. Because mm-hmm. last time... Our hapless, what did we say? Our hapless, Our hapless heroes left their cozy diner and uh, went off on a road trip. Oh, but if we say that now, then if you didn't listen to the first two parts, you're going to know what happened. Well, just, you know, forget that we said We don't want to ruin it on anybody. No, that's not really a big spoiler. And just so you know, we're not going to interrupt the this, this story at all. We're not going to even mm-hmm. mention our sponsor, Nearly New Designer Clothes mm-hmm. at shopnndc.com. We're not going to mention that you can get your designer clothes, shoes, and handbags for parents. It's seriously high-end brands. It's silly low prices. Not even going to say anything. Really? You know what else we're not going to mention? Whoopiechicken.com. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because why? we're not even. We don't even want to talk about how you can get a Whoopie Chicken shower curtain. Mm, yeah. We're not even going to mention. No, it. we're not. Not even a little bit. That's the whole purpose of this show: is to sell shower curtains. Okay. But I'm not but even going to mention it. I'm not even going to mention it. Okay, no. sounds good. So, without further confusion. Part three, the dramatic conclusion. Ooh. Without further confusion. So, uh. so without further confusion, part three of the Rocky Burns Strange Weather. <laughs> <laughs> the Rocky Burns Strange Weather Special, written by Athena, read by the author, and presented by Whoopi Chicken. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 5. Two Non-Fiction Stories The detective had never thought that he would tell his story to anyone. He was very unprepared to tell the realtor this specific story. The detective took some time to think. He didn't necessarily have to tell her his story. He could always let her leave. On the other hand, they were team, and they had to stop Henry. I grew up in Dead Crow. And I became a detective so I could leave. Why did you want to leave? The realtor asked. The detective frowned. My brother was very annoying. The realtor nodded sympathetically. Mm. The detective continued. Just last week, I got assigned to a case of theft in Barrettsville, which is filled with some awfully pleasant people. The realtor seemed interested. What was stolen? Mm, someone's twisty pencil. You know those pencils that bend into funny shapes? You can buy them at school book fairs. Ah, said the realtor. The detective added, uh, It turns out that the pencil was taken all the way to the big city. I was on my way there from Barrettsville when this uh, strange weather happened. The realtor looked disappointed. So you never found the twisty pencil? Oh, not yet. I will after we go to Black Pine and stop Henry. We? The realtor was affronted. The detective stared at her. You said you would come with us if I told you a non-fiction story. Oh, the realtor said. I'd forgotten. I suppose a deal's a deal. But I didn't think you would actually tell me a non-fiction story. I did leave out a detail. 
the detective said as they headed back to the waitress's minivan. Really? The realtor seemed interested. What was it? The pencil. Had a name. Pablo. So whose pencil was it? The realtor asked. The detective sighed. (sighs) It belonged to a first grader in Maine. His parents were rich. Uh, said the realtor again. They returned to the waitress's car. The dog had switched seats with the goth girl, who had switched seats with the cowboy. Or perhaps the other way around, or maybe that was completely wrong. All the detective knew was that he was going to have to take the middle seat. This left the realtor in shotgun, and the cowboy and the goth girl at the windows, with the dog facing backwards. The waitress was still driving. She had complied with the realtor's earlier request and was playing some music. The detective ignored it because he didn't like music and focused on how uncomfortable the middle seat was. This was why he didn't like airplanes. He was always in the middle seat. Well, alrighty, said the cowboy as they got rolling again. We were telling stories. Who's next? I guess I have to go, the waitress said. Everybody else is gone. Yeah, said the goth girl. It's your turn now. Well, the waitress began, I always wanted to be an Alice. You see, my real name is Flossie. And I always wanted to work in a diner, but no one named Flossie could ever work in a diner because it reminds people of dentists. I don't want to remind people of dentists because they won't eat my pies. Dentists, the realtor remarked, are the most sensible people I know. They don't encourage all of that junk food eating. Everyone rolled their eyes. So let me get this straight, said the detective. You want to be named Alice because you don't want to remind people of dental floss and by extension dentists? No, 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 the waitress said. I don't want to remind people about dentists. Dentists are one of people's top fears. It has nothing to do with dental floss, then? The detective clarified. No. The dog cocked his head. But surely you see that the words flossy and floss are related. They aren't, the waitress insisted. So So why why are you called Alice? Alice? Everyone said at once. Because of my last name. Enamel. What? What? said everyone. Flossie Enamel slash Alice slash the waitress said, Both of my parents were dentists, and so were their parents and their parents for a really long way back. Well, the detective grumbled. At least you're not constantly being confused with your brother. The cowboy frowned. This isn't about you. The goth girl added, Yeah, it's about dentistry as a phobia. No, said the dog. It's about the entomology of last names. Actually, the waitress said, it's about me. Well, no, the realtor corrected. I'm the most important, so everything is about me. 
I am a highly respected realtor. The detective sighed. <sighs> I did not say it was about me. I was finding a silver lining. Well, don't do that anymore, the dog said. The detective sighed. <sighs> Believe me, I won't. Good, said the cowboy. You're really bad at it. The detective was not at all hurt. He had never been good at finding silver linings, and he was very aware of this. We'll be in Black Pond in a few minutes, the waitress announced as they passed a sign hidden in the bushes. The detective was impatient with anticipation. He couldn't wait for some of Black Pine's weak coffee and an unpleasant stay in their mediocre hotel. After a few more minutes of uncomfortable driving, the music transitioned into commercials, so the waitress switched back to Rocky Burns. There was a rush of static, and then Rocky's voice broke through. And the food fight has stopped. Henry the Cat is now informing Mr. Poe that he has done nothing to help the town, only himself. Mayor Poe is citing greed, selfishness, unkindness, and integrity as the reasoning behind what is being called some of his best leadership. Jane Smith chimed in. I know who I'm voting for. Mayor Edwin A. Poe. Rocky agreed. Yes, Poe seems to be up in the, uh, Poles. <laughs> so, at least Edwin seems to be the popular choice, the detective said, relieved. What's so great about Black Pine anyway, the realtor asked. It seems awful. It is, the detective said. That's the town's motto, unpleasantly awful. I see. The realtor opened her book and started to read again no longer interested in conversing. Just then, they crested a hill. Below them was a small, perpetually snow-covered town. It looked very dark, except for the town hall's courtyard. The courtyard was glowing with small campfires and lantern light, plus the spotlight. Let's go! The detective shouted, and they all bounded from the car and down the hill. Chapter 6 A Highly Respected Realtor the dog was soon in the lead, followed by the realtor and the cowboy. The waitress and the goth girl followed. The detective was last. Despite his enthusiasm, he was somewhat out of shape. It's c cold, the waitress stammered, which was ironic because she was sprinting down an enormous hill. On second thought, she might have been stammering from the exertion of running down a hill rather than the cold. They slid to a stop at the bottom of the hill, and the detective thought that they cut a rather impressive figure in a little tableau, winded but purposeful. Then, they realized that they had a whole lot more running to do before they reached the town hall. We need a plan of attack, the detective announced. We need to figure out how to reach Henry without him seeing us. The waitress nodded. What if we join the crowd and keep it to the middle until we figure out what to do? The realtor sighed. It sounds like a lot of work. Yes. The dog agreed. It is. But if we want to stop Henri, we have to put in the work. 
"'Onward!' the goth girl said enthusiastically. The detective took the lead. The group passed a small, unlit café and several other shops. There was a slight wind which caused the signs hanging over the doors to creak ominously. "'It's nerve-wracking, isn't it?' the cowboy asked. The detective declined a reply, feeling rather annoyed that his friends disliked black pine. The detective actually found the creaking noise quite pleasant. Just as the group reached the edge of the town square, a loud buzzing filled the air. The detective looked around for the source of the noise. It's coming from the town hall, cried the dog. Which way is the town hall? the waitress asked, distressed. The dog sniffed the air. (laughs) Go straight that way, he pointed his nose forward. What are you going to do? the realtor asked. Well, we stop Henry, I mean. The dog glared at her. I'm coming with you. Uh, not to be rude, said the detective. But, uh, you don't have any toms. How are you supposed to stop Henry without toms? I haven't worked that part out yet, the dog admitted. But I'm still coming. The cowboy frowned. I should have brought my pet carrier. Why? the goth girl asked as they raced towards the town hall with the dog in the lead. Well, for Henry, the cowboy explained. He's my cat. They began to push past people who were seated around small campfires. Some were standing, some had signs. They were all running away from the town hall. Someone grabbed the detective by the arm. Rocky! They shouted in his ear. The detective shook the person off and looked around for his companions. They were gone. Rocky! The person shouted again. The detective turned towards a woman with a flat, platinum-blonde haircut and a headset over her head. Who are you? The detective demanded. I'm Peg! I'm your stage manager! She paused, looking confused. Rocky, what's wrong with you? Don't you recognize me? Why are you wearing that ugly trench coat? I'm not Rocky, the detective said. I'm Rocco. I'm a detective. I walked all the way to Dead Crow from Barrettsville, and then I sat in the middle seat of a minivan in the name of the law. Suddenly, the detective heard the realtor's voice shout, Hey, trench coat, what's wrong with you? Don't you recognize me? Why are you wearing that dumb orange scarf? Rocky Burns shook her off, saying, I'm not Trenchcoat. I'm Rocky Burns. I'm a highly respected television personality, and this scarf is a luxury item. Ooh, that's nice. I like that scarf. Rocky! Peg called. She immediately released the detective and raced over to where the realtor was standing with the detective's twin brother. What's going on right now? The realtor demanded, looking phased for the first time. Right now? Rocky asked. Right now, Henry is blasting everyone with a giant fan. No! The realtor interjected. Why are there two of you? Two of me? Rocky Burns grimaced. That's my identical twin. We've met, the realtor explained. The dog came bounding up. I can't find the goth girl, or Alice, or Wayne. Hey, it's Rocky Burns. Why are there two of you? The detective sighed. (sighs) A blast of wind slammed into Peg and threw her across the town square into someone's open umbrella. I'm okay, 
the stage manager declared. The detective jammed his hat down on his head. Where's the mayor? It would appear that Henry is not being stopped, the realtor said. Yes, the detective agreed. But where's the mayor? Inside. Rocky pointed to the town hall. The gray, snow-capped building was completely visible now that the crowd had dispersed. On the steps, on top of a podium, stood Henry. Henry was a black and white patched cat. He had one paw on a button. The button was on a control unit connected by a wire to the biggest fan the detective had ever seen. The words, Vote Henry, had been painted across the casing. What are we going to do about that fan? Rocky Burns demanded. I know! said the realtor with more enthusiasm than the detective had ever heard. So, what do we do? The dog trailed off as a second huge blast of air threw him into the umbrella. I'm still okay, called the stage manager. Me too, said the dog. Except I don't like heights and I'm stuck on an umbrella. Everyone ignored them. The realtor frowned. We need to get Henry off of the podium. As long as he has the fan turned on, it'll keep throwing people into umbrellas. Hmm, I see, said Rocky, tapping his foot impatiently. But what are we going to do with Henry once we get him down? The realtor asked, do you have a pet store? Rocky looked confused. Yes, but... Good, said the realtor. Go there and get a cat carrier. How dare you tell me what to do? Rocky demanded. I'm a highly respected television personality. The realtor took a menacing step forward. And I am a highly respected realtor. Rocky paled and ran off to the pet shop. The detective decided to ignore the I told you so look that the realtor was giving him. Apparently being a respected realtor was important. A third gust of wind came straight at the realtor. She was too busy smirking at the detective to be ready for it. The realtor joined the dog and the stage manager on top of the umbrella. The detective looked at Henry. Was that a challenge? Probably, the dog called from on top of the umbrella. <laughs> Henry called back. I was just being a cat. Oh, said the detective. Henry aimed the fan at the detective. The detective charged Henry. Chapter 7. Human Greed The detective found himself pushing up against a barrier of wind. It was solid, and it was all the detective could do not to release and fly backwards. Push harder, the stage manager suggested from her perch on the umbrella. The dog and the realtor began to chant, Stop Henry! Stop Henry! Stop Henry! The detective didn't find this very helpful at all. He thought. Suddenly, something hit him from the side. No! It was the goth girl! The goth girl and the detective went flying across the town square and crashed into a sectional sofa that someone had set up to watch the mayoral debate. What are you doing? The detective asked. I have to stop Henry. 
No, you don't, the goth girl said, sounding very monotone. Henry will make a much better mayor. He was dumping huge hail on us, the stage manager called from somewhere out of the detective's line of sight. Henry is the better mayor, the goth girl insisted. Rocky Burns came running down the street, holding a plastic cat carrier over his head. He was followed by the waitress and the cowboy. The waitress was breathing heavily from running, but she pointed at the goth girl and gasped out, She's a robot! What? The detective asked. Uh... Said the cowboy. Yeah. Henry built her to get that there computer pack from Box. rut said the dog. He was beginning to slide off of the umbrella. How did Henry manage to build a robot in three hours? The realtor asked. Up on the podium, Henry the cat smiled. Modern technology! The goth girl robot began to walk towards the umbrella. Rocky Burns, the detective, the waitress, and the cowboy raced after it. The realtor and the stage manager were frantically grabbing for the dog, who was now hanging off of the umbrella by his claws. Rocky threw the cat carrier at the goth girl robot. It missed and smashed apart on the frozen pavement. Henry was laughing maniacally. Yikes! said the dog. Yikes! Yikes! Yikes even! The realtor finally managed to grab the dog and pull him back up onto the umbrella. The goth girl robot was now staring at the umbrella, contemplating it. The detective realized something. The roofs and doorways of black pine are covered in snow. Snow is water. According to most cartoons, water is bad for robots. The detective raced over to the nearest doorway and scooped up a handful of slush. He hurled it at the goth girl robot. Sparks began to fly all around the goth girl robot, and it face-planted onto the pavement with a metallic crunch. (laughs) Yowled Henry. Clutching the control unit for the fan in his teeth, Henry raced down the town hall steps and made a running leap for the computer pack. While Henry was in mid-air, Something that was probably a hand caught him by the collar. Edwin A. Poe had arrived. Henry let out a surprised yelp. Edwin A. Poe had a humanoid shape, but he was very blurry. The detective could make out a neat gray suit and a pair of sunglasses, but everything else was hard to look at. It was like the detective had seen Edwin A. Poe out of the corner of his eye, but when he turned, it wasn't quite what he had expected. (sighs) Said Edwin A. Poe in a very deep voice. Human greed is very nourishing, but I've never tried to absorb feline greed before. Wait a minute, the realtor muttered. You're telling me that the mayor of Black Pine is an amorphous being that thrives on human greed? There was a pause. What this town needs is a highly respected realtor, 
I'm moving in! Now, Mayor Edwin A. Poe was petting Henry. As Henry purred, he became smaller and smaller and smaller. The fan switch fell out of his mouth. The fan shut down. By the time Edwin A. Poe stopped petting Henry, he was a kitten. The mayor of Black Pine handed the kitten to the cowboy, saying, Kitty cat, sir. Then he turned back towards the town hall and walked away. After a few steps, he turned around and said, By the way, Henry's not a good name for him anymore. He's not a Henry. And he'll be a Henry. Never more. Oh, said the cowboy. I'll call him Quincy. Edwin Poe turned around and frowned in the cowboy's direction. To each his own, as the poet once said. Wait, is he going to do the same thing again? The cowboy demanded. Should I call him Arthur or Percy or Rocco or Rocky or Edwin, Joe, George, Bob? It's too late, Edwin Poe called back. You've already named him. As they headed back up the hill to the waitress's car, the detective was almost entirely certain that Quincy was sporting a slight, sneaky smirk. Well, that's not good, said the ghost of George Washington. It's a podcast where we wear nose and glasses and it's made by Athena and her dad. They're comedians. It's the Whoopie Chicken Podcast. Whoopie Chicken Podcast. Whoopie Chicken Podcast Show. Yeah. All right. That was a, that was a great story. Yes. Yes, it was. The Rocky it was a very good Congratulations on that story that you wrote. Oh, thank you. I wish you joy upon your success. Oh, thanks. That's uh, that's pretty excellent. Yeah. I really enjoy the story. I hope that our irregular listeners and people who are not even irregular listeners enjoy mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. That'd be nice. uh, I don't know. You know what we should do? What? Let's have a book club style discussion. That sounds like a great on the idea. Deeper yeah. meaning behind the story because mm-hmm. there was so much in there yeah. to unravel uh-huh. and to unpack. So. Let's start. Uh, oh, what's let's that start noise? I, I hear something. Before we get into the discussion, I hear a noise. Oh, do you think we have to adjust the microphone or something? No, it kind of sounds like the garage door opening. Oh, oh, you know what that is? That's mommy coming. That's mommy. Oh, mommy's, mommy's coming. coming. We have to shut, shut it off. off. Little chocolate donuts, little chocolate donuts, 
Chicken Podcast Show. Yeah.